Big Cup second round action this morning. A stack of Premier League teams in action. Wolves beat Preston 2 1. Uh, Leicester took penalties to get past Stockport. One, oh, well, on penalties, obviously. It finished uh, scoreless, in fact, after 90 minutes. Uh, yeah, no extra time in the League Cup. Just uh, 90 minutes plus penalties to sort it out. Uh, Crystal Palace won at Oxford United 2 0. Uh, Bournemouth and Norwich finished 2-2 and Bournemouth got through on penalties. Uh, we've got uh, an upset result with Crawley beating Fulham. Crawley nearly at the bottom of League 2, beating a Premier League club. So 2-0 in that game. And Aston Villa went to Bolton and won 4-1. And Southampton went to Cambridge United and won 3-0. we got Cookie coming up shortly. The South's hooker, Damian Cook, Ahead of their big game against the Cowboys. Uh, and Scott Drinkwater into the halves for the Cowboys with Tom Dearden out. Loz, uh, I think a bit of a gamble considering how well he has been going there at fullback. But you get the hammer. Hamiso Tabuai Fado there at the back for the Cowboys. And uh, uh, they probably had the option of Ben Hampton, I think, to come into the halves with, with Chad Townsend. But Scott Drinkwater heading back there. Yeah, I think that's the correct decision, Mido. I think that, you know, drink water can play as a six he can you know obviously he's got to do a bit more defending but Hemiso at the back I think he'd be better suited there and it just looks as though it'll be a natural fit uh, drink water uh, very good at getting his hands on the ball he's had an outstanding year albeit as fullback rather than the six but he could play both positions and he'll do it equally as well how are you, Cookie? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, mate. 26-22, tight loss there. You showed a lot of character coming, though, back from 20-12 to 12 down there in the second half to hit the front. What do you feel the difference was in the end in that loss last Thursday night? Yeah, look, there's a lot of positives to take out of that game, um, the way we come back when we come from behind and um, some of the footy we played at a couple of good periods. But, you know, just out of the start, I think they... Um, yeah, just as a team, we didn't we didn't sharp as, as good as we have in the weeks leading up to this, and just uh, they were a bit more physical and a bit more hungry than us on on the night, and just those little little bits there in the game where they got out to a nice lead and um, yeah, put a bit of pressure onto us. But uh, like I said, there were some good signs uh, we showed to get back in the game and um, almost had a chance to win it. And we've got to be better at closing it out, especially this time of year um, when we're in front with three minutes to go. Considering who were out for the Panthers. How far ahead of the pack do you feel they are? Um, yeah, I know um, Nathan obviously are great players. I, I'm sure they would have had a little bit to say on that game, but you know, not 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 too much. I think Fisher-Harris would have been a big big one for there. That was obviously a big miss for them too. So um, I think for us, it was us, we just let ourselves a bit down. But they are playing a lot more consistent than any side at the moment, um, even with the players that they have out. So they are... There's a little gap there, but um, yeah, not so much that um, there's a lot of teams that can win this when it gets to the finals, that's for sure. Yeah, I was about to say, Cookie, um, you can't afford any more slip-ups, South Sydney, because you've got a tough run home. You've got Cowboys and then the Roosters. And, you know, if the unthinkable happens, you know, you lose both those games, you could possibly miss out on the finals. Yeah, and that, that's the position we put ourselves in with a couple of close losses um, this year and, and games where we, we should have won against those teams that we should beat. Um but now that we're in that position, uh, the way we can look at it is, you know, if we beat the next two sides, which we plan on, on doing, especially starting this week with the Cowboys, uh, that's going to put us in some real good form because, um, you know, going into the finals too, which was um, is probably what we need. Uh, it's going to be a tough couple of weeks, but like I said, if we play good footy and win, win those games, 
we're going to be in good form because the Roosters are running red hot at the moment and the Cowboys have been a consistent top four, you know, top two or three side all year as well. So really looking forward to that battle. How's Jackson Powell Cookie? No, he's good. He's been good. It was obviously um, probably a rough couple of days for him after the game, but, um, you know, it's it just pretty pretty bad what what happened to him. And, um, you know, just some of the people out there that think they could just say whatever they want from behind a computer screen. You know, we all, all know what um, social media is capable of, but uh, I think he's handled himself really well um, this week. And, he's, um, you know, the boys have been around him as well. But, um that's you know, just not right, and something we've got to try and try and get out of. Not just out of um, rugby league, you know, just out of, in general, just mm. people getting uh, attacked on social media. Yeah, Cookie, what is the club, or what more can the club do? It sounds like, as you just mentioned, the boys certainly show their support, and I, I've got no doubt your club's done the same. But I feel like we we're seeing it's been the case for a long time, but we continue to see this too much. Um, you know, is there is there anything more you think the NRL or, or, or the club can be doing to, I guess, stop it more than try and help help him or fix the problem? How can we just stop it from happening? Yeah, well, it's um, probably a bigger discussion than what, what we're capable of with social media. But somehow we've, um, you know, there's got to be some sort of accountability to people opening up accounts and stuff like that and just fake names. You know, you should be able to put your licence to it or something, you know what I mean? So if anything does happen, it comes back and they know exactly who it is, but... I think I love what the club's done. Blake Solly's come out and spoken and put his full support behind him. And if he identifies those members, I'm pretty sure he said something like that. You know, he'll probably cancel their membership. So you know, that's you know, that's what we want. We want real supporters are going to go through the good times and the bad. And uh, there's been plenty of good times at all the all clubs, and everyone's just got to keep supporting their team. And um, you know, it's just you got to just not say something. You know, I say it, I said it before to someone else. I I'm a fan as well, and you know I've watched a lot of sport, but at, at no time do I think I've ever gotten a message. Yeah. Um, Roger Federer for, for losing <laughs> a, a Wimbledon final when I'm yeah. sitting there watching early hours of the morning. Um, yeah, nothing, nothing like that, that's yeah. for sure. Cookie, tell us what it's like to have a guy like Alex Johnson in your team. You know, he's currently on 27 tries, and I think he's less than 50 tries now away from possibly breaking Ken Irvine's record. Record as the greatest ever try scorer the game has ever seen. He, he never misses an opportunity. He, he's one of the great finishers of all time, isn't he? He really is. Uh, you know, his footy IQ as a winger and is unbelievable. One of the best in the game and putting himself in the right position and knowing how to use his space to his advantage. And, you know, some of the tries he's scored, um, you know, some people, you know, say it's just a put down for a winger, but he, he, he knows how to use his space and, you know, working with only a couple of metres, um, you know, to beat defenders to the try line is unbelievable. And, um, you know, he's a big reason why we've been able to play, you know, be in the top four for the last few years in a row is because we have a finish like that on the end that can, they can get the job done. Um, and it's a lot harder than what it looks. And it's exciting to think that we've got someone who can catch that record. And, and I have no doubt that he will. Um, he's, he's getting, a bit, I think he's a bit nervous about all the hype that's already happening around it. We've still 50 tries. Um, we've told him he can't, he can't not get it from now. So it's a short thing, so he's hating that sort of talk. But he's um, hearing petitions about if he does get beat the record one day, that you know the crowd will storm the field. So it's a lot, there's a lot of hype around it already, and he still thinks it's a couple of years away. Nine days between matches, Cookie. Yeah. How's the demeanour of your coach, Jason Demetrio, been? Is he was certainly a bit grumpy after the, the loss, understandably, last Thursday night. Has uh, been a bit more intensity in him in the last few days? He's, um, it was probably good that we all got a couple of days off uh, so he could calm down at home before he come back into training. Um, 
but it was, it was a it was a needed nine days off. But we had a few short turnarounds against some good sides as well, so it was good for us as a team. And you know, we we got what we needed to out of video. Um, you know, no, no one no one held back on where we need to be better, especially this time of season. It's not something you can dwell on too much. You just got to get on with it and, and fix what needs to be done. And and um, and we think they were just little laps in concentration where they where they did score their their tries too. And um, you know, it wasn't too much off shape. Just um, some little things that we've been doing so well. Uh, the last couple of weeks, we just didn't do it, so we need to get back to that. Um, you know, starting this week, but he's he's pretty good. He's um, once revision's done, he's he's good at moving on and, and just getting straight on to the next job. Uh, so that's one good thing about him as a coach. What about the return of Campbell Graham? He, he he gives you some strike and stability out there on that right edge. Yeah, he really does. His, his defence, um, you know, he just it looks it looks safe out there. It looks like everything's under control with him out there. And for me as well, when coming out of yardage, you know, he's someone that I love to look to. He, he doesn't shy away from those tough carries, and and he does a lot of hard work that not a lot of people see. Um, you know, we see a lot of the outside backs that score a lot of tries and get a lot of credit, but he's one of the most hardworking outside backs I've seen, I reckon. And uh, been a pleasure to play alongside him. And like I said, he's someone that I look look towards. Um, you know, when we're try, struggling to get out of our end, and I know he's going to be there for me. What a finish to the season for, for the Bunnies with the Cowboys and then the Roosters. In this game, no Tom Dearden for the Cowboys. Gee, you've got a feel for him, don't you, with that injury that he suffered. Uh, are they less threatening to an extent by moving Scott Drinkwater into the halves, considering his output at fullback so far this year? Yeah, I think Scott Drinkwater's been um, one of the best players this year. I think he's been playing really consistent, really well up there. At fullback, really dangerous. Um, I think I just heard this before, Tom. I think, is that right? They're moving the hammer back to fullback, yep. though, and, and Scott to 5'8". So I think that won't change, change his game too much. Um, you know, probably similar to when we used to put Cody back there, and, you know, play at 5'8", still at that second, um, you know, plus two option, I guess, in the halves. I'm sure he'll find himself on both sides of the field. But um, then again, we've got to make sure we have a straight line chasing down uh, for the hammer because he just glides along the field and, and any space he's going to get it. Is, uh, there's not many on the field that can catch him. And, and go for a loss. Oh, no, I was just about to say, I'm looking at the two teams and I'm just looking at this Cowboys team and it looks as though they're going to play you through the middle because they've got Gilbert, Hess, Tanua Brown and Griffin Neen, all big bodies on the interchange bench. So it's, a, it's going to be a big day for your forwards. Yeah, it is. And I think that's um, it's a what we've got to do after what happened last week, you know, in the middle and... And um, as a team last week, the physical battle, that's, we didn't win that, so we want to respond. And there's no better way to come up with a pack like this. And you know, they're a good-sized pack and they're playing some obviously really good footy. That's the reason why, um, they're, big reason why they're, they're hard to play the footy they do off the back of their, their go-forward. So um, we're, we'll be looking, really, really looking forward to this battle up front um, and two good packs come together and um, we'll be looking to get the job done. We had a... Pretty good brawl in here yesterday about the length of the season. Cookie, what are your thoughts? 24 games, too long. Uh, how many games do you think is ideal for the players to be playing? Uh, I don't know. Um, it all, all depends on they want, if they want to add more rep stuff at the end of the year on, on players. You know, like If they want to add those kangaroo games on the end, <clears throat> we don't want, you can probably have to shorten the season a, a little bit more. Um, 20 might be nice. I might be just saying that because I'm um, getting, getting old. old. That's you know? why. <laughs> 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 yeah, but, um, it's, yeah, look at it. If there's less games, is there more attention on those games like there is in the NFL? You never know. You know. There's only 12 or 14 rounds or something there. So, But I'm not saying to do that short because 
people will be waiting for footy to come around for too long. Even though I love my cricket, Clarky, we all we get over both sports. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think I think it's all right at the moment. I'm I'm happy where it's at, at the moment. All right. What have you? How did you go last week on the tip? By the way, um, I think I I cost I cost our multi. I think was. Oh, I wasn't going to say anything, Cookie. I was going to let it slide. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad you brought it up. I respect your honesty. That's is good. Together, mate. I've got a. Sydney, I think I'm going to get race four, number seven. On the Kenzo today, race four, number seven is Tuhinga. $4.60 favourite in an open race. Chris Waller trains Nashra Willow rides from a soft gate barrier two. Cookie stealing my horses now. Well, is that honestly your horse? That was one of my horses I tipped two weeks ago. So he's stealing my horses now. It's good to see, Cookie. It's good to see you following me in, my friend. Well, I've got you back, don't worry. Exactly right. Are you, uh, well, are you going right. with him or taking him on, Loz? Or are you going to find another horse and multi him up with him? Or, uh, or one from the same race you reckon can beat him? No, I'll go. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll get on um, New Republic, Yui Bowman. What, what race is Same that, race. Loz? Same race. Uh, okay. All oh, right. Okay. That's a $6.50 chance. So that's race four, yep. number 10. Cookie's on race four, number seven to Hinga. $4.60. Uh, Cookie, go well against the cows. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Mido, we all know that the Melbourne Cup is not too far away. So imagine the thrill of owning a runner on the road to qualifying for the Melbourne Cup. Well, that dream can now be a reality with the Racing League. Team captain, trained by Matt Kamani, has now firmed into 41 bucks to win the Melbourne Cup. It all starts this Saturday at Caulfield in the listed Heatherly Stakes building towards the first Tuesday in November. The amazing thing is you can still buy your share of team captain and have a runner on the road to the race that stops the nation. Share, share sorry, in team captain are just $260 and then $20 a month. Simply go to owncupdream.trl.net today to find out more. Uh, now... Earlier, we were talking about George Cambosis. What about, I was just reading here, Alex Volkanovsky, Aussie UFC featherweight champion. Genius. He's officially the sport's number one pound-for-pound fighter across all divisions in the rankings, the official UFC rankings. So he's benefited from Kamaru Usman's defeat on the weekend to Leon Edwards. Have you seen that yet? Oh, the kick. I saw he the kick, a, yeah. Oh, he just sort of ducked the wrong way, didn't yeah. he? Tried to get out. Yeah, he nearly ducked straight into that left foot. Wow. Ouch. Sleep. But wow, Volkanovski, 33 years Fair of age. Enough to... He wants to take the belt now off lightweight champ Charles Oliveira. Which... So to try and be a champ in two divisions. Yeah, he has to now. He's too good. In, in his division, mm. he's standalone. Mm. Too quick, too powerful. Awesome. That's Genius. one to celebrate. Yeah. It, it is a debate at the moment. Who is our number one combat sports person. He would be now, for he's sure. It's Volkanovski, isn't ha- it? No, he has to be now, definitely. He's achieved more than our boxers currently. Tim Zhu's fight's going to be massive. Well, but he's that's achi- huge. He's, he's still achieved more than any of our current boxers. Um, and what's the guy, as our other UFC fighter, lost his last two fights. Um, what's his name? Uh, oh, it's left my head yeah, as well. Yeah, genius too. Great fella, awesome fighter, but he's he's lost his two, last two fights. Um, oh, I see Alexandra. Um, what he beat him? 
oh, from New Zealand. It'll then. come up on the text line. Our listeners. What's his good. name? My goodness. I know. I'm, I'm having a mind blank as well. But I see with Tim Zoo's fight in January. Um, his dad, Costa, is going to yeah. come and join him he in said camp. said it's the first time he's seen him in three years. Since, hasn't seen him at all. Yeah. And Costa's only seen Tim fight once, and that was his pro debut back in 2016. So is Costa, is, is Costa living in Russia? Yes. Okay. Yep. Tim Gone and his brother, obviously both living here. Yeah. Amazing. But yeah, if, Costa, if Tim wins that in January, that's certainly, well, he becomes a unified champion. So yeah, that would put him right up there as well. I need but... to Google because this is frustrating me. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Everyone Not Rob Whittaker. Yeah, yes, Rob Whittaker. Rob, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's sorry. Just that's came up on the text yep. line. Yeah, Rob lost, he's lost his last two fights. So Parkinowski goes in front of him as well. And uh, so it was confirmed yesterday, October 16, Rod Laver Arena is uh, the venue for the rematch. George Cambosis and Devin Haney. And, of course, it was a unanimous decision to Haney on June 5 there at Marvel Stadium. Smaller venue this time, but uh, Cambosis has it all against him because the market says he's, well, he's a $6 chance. Haney's $1.13. And Cambosis, Loz has all but conceded. This could be it. At 29 years of age, if he, if he loses this, that might be it as far as his time in the ring's concerned. Yeah, well, I can understand where he's coming from, you know, um, because, you know, when you've, fought at that high level and you're fighting the quality of fighter he is at the moment, uh, you don't want to go back down and work your way through the grades. And, you know, set himself up now uh, with the last couple of fights he's had. And I can understand why he would want to get out um, and, and not potentially cause himself some more damage into the into the future. But this next fight, he'll have to be a lot better than what he was in the first fight against Haney. We know that Haney be better. Uh, George will have to fight a, a different fight. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he would have been humbled by what happened a couple of months ago. He'll go away. He'll work on his game and try and come up with a game plan to to counter what Haney does. But it's, you know, on face value, when you look at the, the fight, it, it, Haney was just too good for him in, in that, that first one. And whether George can reverse that result or not, I, I'm unsure. But what we do know, he'll be out there giving it his all. Now, the Big Sports Breakfast Grand Final Lunch is on again. Join the entire Big Sports Breakfast team in the Grand Pavilion at Rose Hill Racecourse Wednesday, September 28, with a midweek Rose Hill race meet in full swing. The team will take you through an afternoon of big laughs, good food and good company. As you mingle with NRL and racing royalty, Sky Racing's analysts will guide you through the Rose Hill card as well as preview Saturday's Tab Epsom and do their best to send you home a winner. So tickets are available now at australianturfclub.com.au. That's where you get your tickets, australianturfclub.com.au. And uh, this text earlier from Moisey from Wingham. Hey, Clarkie, the morning after the grand final lunch, just message your boss and tell him you are suffering from anxiety. Pretty much the medical <laughs> term for the crap feeling you have while hungover. I may have used it once or a dozen times as you try was, and get out of work. I was going to go for, oh, I think I got covid Rapid test. <laughs> Little COVID. I'm going to have to take a bit of time off. I'm sorry. You'll be here. Reckon that'll work? Bright and bushy right next Will to Will can't hear me now, can he? I think he can. <laughs> it's not a scoreboard update, but did you know Australia's playing a one-day international against Zimbabwe on when? Sunday in Townsville? This Sunday? This Sunday. No, the first I of... I didn't know that. Yeah, they're playing Zimbabwe. in Townsville. Starts at 9.40 in the morning. <laughs> 
Sunday, the Australian cricket team plays a one-day international against Zimbabwe in Townsville. Who okay. knew? Who would have thought? Are they, they must be at the Centre of Excellence training up in Brisbane, are they? Not sure. Prepping for it. I thought I saw Davey Warner down in Sydney doing the Sydney Thunder thing the other day. Three one-dayers okay. against Zimbabwe, all in Townsville. So okay. they play Sunday, Wednesday, and the following Saturday, the 3rd of September, finishing the series. So yep. oh, there well. you go. Good luck, boys. Oh, that, that just sums the cricket calendar up. Well, I don't think there's any time, no disrespect to Zimbabwe, but any time you play Zimbabwe, you not you don't get too much of a build-up in the lead-up to that series. So I know what you're saying, that they're a bit token, but you'd like to think Australia will dominate Zimbabwe. Good for the people of Townsville. See yeah, some international cricket. And the weather, I'm sure, beautiful. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And by the way, uh, Moses Enriquez, uh, just reading some comments from him, Clarkie, uh, that uh, he's all for Cricket Australia throwing the cash at our international stars, especially Steve Smith, after, of course, Smith, we remember, was blocked from playing in the Big Bash last year. Enriquez has told News Corp, it's exactly what the competition needs. But the more I think about this, the more it just confirms if the Big Bash was shorter, it would be less under siege. It's yeah. put itself in this position by being so lengthy. Yes. And, and not paying discour- enough money. And discouraging those players Mate. from wanting to come out here for extended periods yes. of time. So, therefore, you're getting the UAE and the South African leagues going, well, we'll make it a four- or five-week competition. Correct. For so, double the money. So, they're, they're, correct. They're, they've done it to themselves. Mate, when it was on Channel 10 at the start, it was perfect. Four, Format was perfect. Four-week tournament. Mm-hmm. Even with the money being the lowest paid domestic T20 comp in the world, we still got the big fish because they come for Christmas, New Year's in Australia, beautiful weather, played for four weeks, brought their family, brought their kids, had a wow of a time, did Chrissy New Year here, went home. Took their 200 grand, 250 grand and, and went home. Now, the, the, it's eight-week tournament. For the lowest amount of money out of any tour. Like I say, it, the guys coming here will get paid double to go and play in the UAE for half the length of time. You can understand why they're going to do it. And even now, like, I don't care what anyone says. Throw you as much money as you want at these Australian players. Mate, if they're playing Australian summer, I'm telling you now, the fast bowlers won't be playing. Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, they'll all be rested because they've played test cricket, one-day cricket. They've got international cricket. Hmm. They're paying Dave Warner now or Steve Smith, whoever it is, they're going to have to play. So if they've got a niggle or they're injured or they need a rest, they're not going to be able to do that now. It's not going to work. You know, ideally, ideally you would love as many international players playing as possible. And I think it's important. I say this about club cricket. It's important to go back and play for your state or your club or, in this case, your BBL team when you can. But I think it's hard. You're relying heavily. If you are relying heavily on the Australian players that are playing international cricket, all three formats, and then throw the BBL as well in, man, you're putting all your eggs in one basket. I think they've got to find a way to shorten the competition, make it more exciting for the high end overseas players, and also get our Aussies playing when they're available and when they can. I just find it laughable that, and it's like Fox Sports has to promote. Like they got the draft that they're televising this Sunday night, and they're paid a fortune, obviously, for the TV rights. So they they have to promote it. But I just find it laughable that 
the 12 platinum players are who they are. They're, they're, let's face it. Yeah. They're, they're not well, absolutely. We worked out eight of them are retired, international <laughs> players. Seriously. So they're not, they're not the big fish. It's, it's not going to be no. IPL. But, but and then the fact, okay, so they're going to go for $340,000 for the teams that pick them up. And they won't be there five when them, the whips are cracking. Yeah, five of them won't be there for finals. They they, they're going to the UAE competition. Oh, like, uh, but again, yeah, same thing. Like the guy who gets three hundred grand here, he's going to get six hundred in the in the UAE. You know. So yeah. Anyway, let's see what this year brings. You know, let's try and find a positive. The, the, There's a well, lot of cricket. We know that. There's a lot of cricket. It's going to be some some tired boys if you're playing all three formats for Australia. IPL, and also now making themselves available for the BBL. Less is more, folks. Tony, morning to you. Yeah, good morning, guys. How we doing? Yeah, good really tone. well, thanks, mate. Good, mate. Hey, Laurie, I just wanted to ask you, mate, do you know how the NRL do put their draw together and how come... Uh, who, who picks that uh, we play... Uh, which teams we play once and which teams we play twice? Oh, I don't, mate, no. Oh, oh, there would be a uh, a reason behind it or a formula behind it, but I'm not sure what it is. All right. Because yeah, I'm just looking at it. I only went through it last night. I thought, I'm going to go through it and see why there's such a turnaround in a couple of sides. You know, Cronulla have played the bottom eight teams 16 times. So every team twice. I guess at the start of the season, though, you don't necessarily know who's going to be, you know, how the season's going to progress and how your luck in the draw does pan out. Does have a, does have an element of randomness to it, but yeah, I mean, it, it, until we were able to play, you know, home and a, home and away games against every club, which is never going to happen considering how many clubs we've got, there's always going to be question marks about the integrity of the draw. Yeah, always. Yeah. Mm. All right. hey, I got one more for you, Laurie. Can, can you tell me how long a goal kicker has to kick goals? Oh, I think it's up to the uh, referee to decide that. If he feels as though he's taking too much time, he'll call timeout. But I think it's in the normal process of him kicking. He's kicking action. I think it's a minute 20 so, seconds before the referee calls time off. Is it? A minute yeah, 20 yeah, seconds? I, yeah, so he gets a minute and 20 seconds. Yeah. Then they call time off. Then how long does he get? As long as he likes. Yeah, oh. if he's called time off. Well, within reason. You can't stay there all day. Yeah, the ref will tell him to get on with it. Yeah. Well, I know, but they, if, if you watch some of the goal kickers, they get, some of them haven't even got the ball on the team. The, the, the clock's called off. Yeah, got, well... Yeah, well, it's up to the referee then to just to tell him to get on with it. But it is a minute 20, as you say, Tony, a minute 20 seconds before the referee calls Who's the dude off. from Manly? He takes forever. Ruben Garrick. Oh, mate. <laughs> get a move on, mate. You're just kicking the ball through the sticks. <laughs> it takes an hour. And he's right in front. Like, Why do they have the same routine when you're kicking it from right in front versus the sideline. Yeah, like, mate, put it on the tee and boot it over and go back. <laughs> on the sideline, I get it, but come on. Because the one time you miss it, do, you, do we want to bring up kicks missed from in front of goal? Do we want to Do we want to go back to YouTube in about 1991? Loz, he's having a crack, Loz. He's having a crack. Oh, it's all right, mate. Let it slide. Never miss one middle in the heyday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, nah. it's the same process in front, but exactly what you said, pup. A minute twenty, and then, oh. they, then another minute, 
to, to look at the ball from right in front sometimes. <laughs> for those guys. Yeah. Well, you know what annoys me? The referee talking to the players at the scrum. You're going to pack, you know, you're going to need this. If they're not there and they're not ready, just penalise them. The game is going longer and longer and longer. And it's a frustration of mine with all these stoppages that they have. It's just ridiculous sometimes how they stop the game for everything. Good on you, Tony. No, thanks for the call, mate. Appreciate it. Just seeing uh, some breaking news in the AFL as well. Ever since Clarkie became an Essendon fan, they're falling apart. Bombers. No, they fell apart a long time ago. But Xavier Campbell, their CEO, has now reportedly quit uh, reports nah, there this like morning. It, so. Like it. I want, I want a fresh slate. Bombers, the way they treated their coach, everyone can go. A whole lot of them. Get out. Start again. You can't treat your coach like that. Yeah, well, it fresh was, it start. Mess, Club needs it? to make some big decisions. Mate, don't worry, we did all right. We're a good enough team. We're we're finals footy next year if we sort the stuff out off the field. You cannot treat your coach like that. I don't care did what you, code, what sport. Did you just say the word we? Yeah, us. We're, I'm bombers. Bombers, oh, my second team, second team. Well, but if the Swans are in the, I grand got myself final. a scarf. Actually, my mate gave me a scarf oh. the other day. I'm a bomber. Yeah. Oh. There you go. If two meter Peters there, mate, I'm there. Very simple. By the way, when we're, I don't want to bring Liverpool up, but I've just seen this uh, tweet from Tab that one punter has put $300 at 1,000 to 1 on Liverpool to be relegated. Was that you? Did you go and have a bet yesterday? <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't me, but I would love to see that. Did you say it was a gentleman? A man? Male or female? I'm uh, not sure. We don't know. Whoever it is, I'd love to see them win that money. That would be unreal. Liverpool relegated. Oh, imagine you. You're an average human today. Imagine you, well, how, you would be angry with the it's world for six months. It's not going to happen. All good. Oh, you're saying United were going to be relegated two no, weeks I ago said and they just there were belted bets you. For United to be relegated at that big price. 2 1. They firmed up. <laughs> oh, but on time wasting, by the way, in rugby. Uh. And I know it's a bugbear of just about everyone how much time it takes for scrum resets. And sometimes you see a scrum sit there and, you know, time just ticking off the clock and play hasn't moved even half a metre. But uh, as Lenny says, 60 seconds scrum clock for Super Rugby, a good idea. The forwards, oh, this is a bit harsh, might need to get a lot fitter instead of standing around all day, says Lenny with a bit of a a knife to the side there. But... um, this has been proposed, is that uh, there's a scrum shot clock, so to speak, uh, 60 seconds to pack, and it has had instant rebuttal from the players, mainly due to safety concerns. And I can understand that because the scrum, I mean, the pressure that goes into a scrum in rugby is obviously significant, and uh, I guess by speeding it up, I mean, you can to, what they do need to do is just turn the clock off and the referees have to have less patience when uh, there's continual scrum resets. But, you know, that is an area of the game they do have to find a solution for. But I understand the players pushing back for safety reasons. But, uh, Loz, I'm sure that's one that uh, makes you turn the change the channel pretty quickly is when you see a scrum continually resetting in the same spot for, you know, three, four minutes. Uh, yeah, for me, it, it, it does. But, I mean, if you're a rugby purist, you, you love that type of stuff. And, you know, the Northern Hemisphere, they love their set piece and they love their scrums and they could scrum all day if they, you know, because they just love it. But out here in Australia, we're blessed because we've got so many sports mm. and we've got so many fast-paced sports. You know, soccer's very quick, league's very quick. 
um, AFL is is very quick. Uh, a good game of rugby can be quick, but then you have these games where there's plenty of stoppages, and I think we start to compare them to other sports here in this country, and that doesn't favour um, rugby union be, be, because people watch it and the casual fan will watch it and they go, well, it's just too slow for me. So they've got to think of ways to try and quicken it up in the Super Rugby. Obviously, it's going to be difficult at the test level, but you've got to listen to the the forwards in terms of their scrums because there's a lot of weight and there's a lot of power and a lot of force that goes into those scrums. And if you're risking... Yeah, you've got to be careful. You know, the, the health of the, the mm. players, yeah, you, you can't be doing that. Uh, just on the big bash before we go to a break and Dave Stanley, I like this from Crossy Clarky. Now, heads up, punters. The Sticky and Smoky crew are at it again, but this time it's all about the roar of supercars at Mount Panorama. Sticky Wings and Smoky BBQ are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000, including full weekend hospitality packages, a grid walk, track lap and accommodation. It's a serious bucket list opportunity. So keep an eye out too for Sticky Wings and Smoky BBQ in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, then ask the manager to get them in. To enter, simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybbq.com.au and register your details there. It's that easy. That's stickywings.com.au or smokybbq.com.au. Supercars never tasted so good, Pup. Um, Why have we not got Shaquille O'Neal on our program? He's in town. Uh, because he is a representative for a rival maker, Clarkie. That might be your reason. Mm, okay, thanks for answering that. Yeah. I just saw on Instagram the big Shaq. Yeah, He's in, in Australia. Mm. You can't miss the big Shaq, the big diesel Mate. as well. He's a unit. What about his wife? His wife looks like yeah, the size of your pinky compared to him. About a 14th She's the size. tiny. The big Shaqster. So he's here for, okay. No, I think he's got a, a nine yeah, I on. I thought he was doing talking Fox gigs and, or something. I think it actually can be seen on Fox and KO. Okay. Uh, he's doing like a, an What's hour. What's he talking, basketball or life? Or life, I guess. It's been some life. Man. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think I'll have to have a look at that. I'm sure it's on Fox and K. It might even be tonight or tomorrow night. Mm. An hour of just chat with Shaq. Um, I like the Shaq. I nah, like he's entertaining. Dave Stanley, morning. Morning, boys. Or how do you reckon Shaq would go on the sticky wings? Oh. And the I reckon he's a rib man. I reckon he's a rib man for sure. You reckon he, I reckon he just absolutely Mate. just, you know. Actually, Destroyed. out of all the... Okay, out of all big sports breakfast guests, uh, regulars, who mm-hmm. do you reckon would be best? Because I was surprised the other day when we heard when you had Blocker on, and Blocker's like, no, no, I'm, any of that early in the morning, leave me out, uh, but later in the day. But like, who do you reckon would just be really good on the tooth if the wings came in out of everyone? Well, are you a wingman or a ribman? Me, yeah. I prefer the ribs, but I'm a bit like Blocker. Not I in the sort morning. of need the engine. Need I'm like the Model T Ford needs to wind up a bit, and then when then you can start rolling. But I'd back myself against anyone. Yeah, you actually you do surprise me, Loz. Yeah, you no, do I'm, surprise I'm good me in that regard. I'm very good like on the Like aren't Six forty-five, bang straight away. But what I do love, and he does this, uh, listeners, and we've spoken about this before. He'll come in at quarter past five, well earlier than that, say five o'clock. Nah, look, I'm not having any pie today. I'm not having the ribs. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. we speak about this all the time. Straight away, yeah. straight away, Mido. 
bang, first bloke in. Yeah, the problem is, like, Laws will eat, you know, a whole bucket of sticky wings or a whole plate, and then he'll lock himself in a room and just be mad at himself yeah. the next hour. Yeah. He needs to he need to bring a treadmill in for him or a cross train. Yeah. He'll eat it on the cross train. <laughs> the guiltiest eater I've ever seen. <laughs> but now when boys, I go, uh, I go. Oh, you do. I know uh, that we were in Moorlamar yesterday. The adventure continues. Tomorrow we're going to be in Goulburn at the Goulburn uh, Diggers. A few people asking where they can come to and, and get involved with the show. And the reason being is yesterday we had a number of people come down uh, to the Riverview Hotel. And a big thanks to the team uh, up there for having us. But we're giving away uh, some of that uh, Sky Racing merch. We've got a bit of big sports breakfast merch. We've pinched from you blokes. Um, but there's also ways in which if you're a tab account holder, you can get a few little extra offers that you usually wouldn't get in and around the Kosciuszko and also just in and around the venue. So if you are around Goulburn tomorrow and you're looking to come down tomorrow morning, we'll be there from 9 o'clock at the Goulburn Diggers. We'll have a lot of fun. We'll have uh, some live guests as well. Hopefully Danny Williams can join us because we'll chat with Danny, not only about some potential Kosciuszko horses, but what's happening with Shelby 66. And we'll put the spotlight on Goulburn tomorrow. It was great to put the spotlight yesterday on Mwollombar. And then on Friday, boys, we're at the William Farrah Hotel uh, and looking forward to getting there for the Friday. And then on Saturday, I'm going to be staying down in Wagga on the weekend. And on the Saturday, we're going to be doing a bit of a function at the Farrah and a bit of a competition as well with the uh, the union down there. Uh, so a bit of cross-town rivalry, cross-pub rivalry in Wagga. And we'll be playing up to it and might even pop up on your, your TV screen somewhere. So it's going to be a good little weekend uh, ahead for Racing HQ and plenty of, as I said, plenty of ways, Mido, that people can get their $5 Kosciuszko tickets, go in the draw, but then also get some little extras on top, which is what we like. What was the report on Far Too Easy from David McComb heading towards the Cosy? Very, very good. He believes the horse is has gone to another level. Uh, the wet tracks, obviously, that plagued him during the country championships and that preparation through the horse, I mean, it's quite extraordinary when he talks about Far Too Easy, the fact that his stables uh, were not far there from the Tweed River, and at one point Far Too Easy was standing in about 80 80 centimetres of water. Um, And because his house was 70 metres away from the stable, I actually remember ringing David, and we brought this up yesterday, calling David and just saying, hey, mate, look, I've I've seen this this major flooding around the Wollombar, not aware of where his stables were, and he broke down on the phone to me. And it wasn't just far too easy. It was all the horses that were in the stable. So they actually had to get them on boats, get them out of that area. Um, he was obviously worried about the moisture then in the feet of the horse um, and, and, and issues that that can lead to. And from that interview that we did with David, this is one thing I love about the racing game. And it's not just racing, but it's, it's all sports that you blokes talk about from a grassroots level. From that interview we did with David where he was obviously quite emotional on the phone, Steve Keane from Scone Race Club and, and other race clubs around, they contacted David and said, mate, we've heard your situation this morning. Would you please, you know, if you're interested and if you can, you can relocate here. We can find you accommodation. We can accommodate the horse, obviously, and you can, you know, continue to try and qualify him to to get into the race, which he did, and he ran a really gallant run. And I think that um, that's just outstanding that that can happen. Uh, in, in our great sport. So he's been on a bit of a journey with that horse. He was a pest controller, guys, up in, in Brisbane. Had, a, had a, a dream and goal of becoming a horse trainer. And he's following that dream now. And, um, yeah, it was it was really good to be there yesterday. So we're going to continue to try and bring you those sort of yarns and stories over the next couple of weeks. Love Looking it, forward mate. to it.